The Book Thingo podcast is a lively discussion about romance books, culture, and gateway books. Rudy and Gabby join us for episode 58, and we're hosting today's Rom Book Love Prompt. Book Thingo would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this episode was recorded, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also acknowledge the contributions of Australia's Indigenous people to our shared literary heritage. Welcome to the Book Thingo podcast, talking about books we love, especially romance. Kill a fairy fast on the Book Thingo podcast. Welcome back to the Book Thingo podcast. I'm Kat Mayo from bookthingo.com.au, an Aussie blog for romance readers. Every romance reader has an origin story. And this episode, we want to talk about them. What was the book that brought you to the genre? How did you find it? And how did you introduce other readers to your faves? My Book Thingo co-bloggers, Gabby and Rudy, are along for the ride today. But make sure you tweet your origin story too, using the rombooklove hashtag. That's R-O-M-B-K-L-O-V-E. You can find information on the titles and authors we talk about in this episode by going to bookthingo.com.au slash podcast and clicking on episode number 58. In the spirit of Rombo Club, we should define what gateway books are so that we are kind of talking about similar things. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think we, um, the idea was to talk about books that introduce us to romance, books that made us fall in love with romance, and also maybe books that we recommend to readers who are not romance readers but maybe would like to try romance. Does that kind of cover it all? Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. Can I do one really like basic housekeeping thing that I've noticed we're really bad at? Oh, no. Yes, Miss Rudy. You don't want me to touch my headphones. Am I touching my headphones? I was going to be like, this is Rudy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Literally, if you don't actually know us as people. Holy shit. So we've never done that. We have never done it. Oh my God. Wow. You go first. I'm such a bad host. You fucking are. Like, we've established (laughs) this. So I'm Kat. I'm Gabby. And this is Rudy. Oh my God, Rudy's was so much cuter than both I of know. ours. She's done this before, that's why. I, but... I prepared that earlier. That's so I've been rude. working on that all day. <laughs> How unfair that you got prep and we had to go off the cuff. Like, <laughs> anyway, I think our voices are pretty distinct, anyway. I hope so, but it's, it is one of those things where I've been listening to a few episodes in a row and went, shit, we've, we <laughs> never differentiate so our, like, who is actually. And. I'm really aware of the fact that Gabby and I are often mistaken for each other. It's true, but like are in person, really? not even our voices, like literally in person. Mm. People will be like, hi, Rudy. And I'm like, no, I wish that's successful. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. Oh, it is, See, yeah. I always get really excited when people think that I'm Gabby. I'm like, I am not that glamorous, oh my but thank you. <laughs> you know that I'm a trash bag. <laughs> literally a garbage can. No comment because I didn't even put oh my lipstick God, actually, on every day. So you guys are like 100% more glamorous than you. I lipstick every day. Oh, no, it's the eye makeup yeah. that I'm always making that gesture. That's all the effort. I'm always Can I just say, about. me saying garbage can reminded me of this book that I've recently read that I actually traumatized me that I need to tell you both about. Please tell us. But maybe not right now. Should I tell you right now? Yes. It literally traumatized this is, me. This is not a gateway book. I'm no, it's guess. not. So um, it was a book that I was reading because it was like, I don't know how I came across it. I think it was an author, like a couple of eroticas that I was just reading at the time. Stacia Black. Mm-hmm. Was it hers? I think it was one of her books. Stacia Black. It was like a dark romance. Yep. 
I thought I'd read Dark Romance before. I don't think you do. I've never read Dark Romance before. I read it. Have you actually? I read a lot of it. Like, can you just tell me if it's normal for there to be rape scenes? Yeah. Holy shit. Like, it actually traumatized well, like, me. The thing about Dark Romance is that there's like... It's fairly common for there to be dubious consent or... No, this um, was like rape. Between the hero and the heroine? Not a hero. Oh, then yeah. Like the villain. Yeah. But he it was set up and like the the opening scene was very much like a Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe it wasn't Stacey Black. Anyway, I'll find out. <laughs> Maybe we should clarify that at some That's point That's what the show the notes episode. are for, That's Pat. what the show notes are for. Exactly. I knew that there were show notes for that. Yes, I totally knew that. It was a very like Fifty Shades kind of beautiful bastard where they're in the office and, and then the boss is all like really aggressive and telling her to take off her clothes. Like she's going for a job interview and it was like... Workplace harassment It actually was. It totally was. That's also a big and, dark romance theme. Oh yep. my God. I but know. usually I'm okay with, you know, that kind of dynamic, but this was a different dynamic. This was like, she wasn't totally sure if she was into it. And I was Is like, it the okay, virgin and the beast? Maybe. No, okay. it's not that one. But it turns into really dark, like gang rape scenes. And I didn't anticipate it. I wasn't ready for it. All I saw at the beginning was dark romance. And I was like, dark romance, super tortured hero. I don't no, know what it's not. What it I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that was my that was my ignorance. I freely admit my ignorance. It was my mistake. I went in there with that error, but wow, I learnt. So to kind of give it like a little bit of a relevant twist to gateway books, it's funny because like that's something that clearly didn't work for you. Mm. My gateway into dark romance was through motorcycle romance, mm. and so like. I've gotten weirdly comfortable with some very unpleasant tropes. Yeah, I think, but I think that's the secret. I think you have to ease your way into it. It's like a lot of people don't start out reading erotica because it's too much for them. It's too sexy. So they start with, you know, they start with something sweet and then they just slowly, slowly amp up the heat level in their books until they're ready to reach erotica. And then maybe on the spectrum of romance, you have to read a lot of erotica, but then the subgenres, including motorcycle, which then takes you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? See, that's not the way that I went through. How did you get? There will be books where I'll be like, I don't like it. Like I find it distasteful, but I don't know that I've ever been shocked by anything in romance. But okay. So what was your actual first book? A Mills and Boone that I found in our garage in the Philippines when I was about, I think I was about 10 or 11. What series? No idea. It was oh. my grandmother's. It was actually in the part of the garage that had all the rubbish that they were going to get rid of. Um, and so I just picked it up and read it. But it's one of those really clean romances that just end in a kiss. Mm. So it was very age appropriate for me. I don't remember what it was about. But How I old were you, like, sorry? Um, 10 or 11, probably. Whoa. It was definitely before I came to Australia. So I was very young. That is young. So was it in English? Yes. I mean, I could read English. Okay, you know. <laughs> I actually can't read uh, Filipino romance. I, I can't read romance in Tagalog. It's really hard for me to comprehend. And I think even if I was, even if I had been at that age, I wouldn't have been able to read it as well as I'd read in English because mm. I was used to reading fiction in English. And then after that, so my mum, I don't know how she did it, but she steered me towards books like Sweet Dreams <laughs> rather than Mills and Boone. Yeah. Because my mum was also a romance reader. So we had talked about her favourite romance authors. But for some reason, I didn't buy Mills and Boone. I bought Sweet Dreams. So that was my uh, first sort of series addiction that was 
romantic. What is sweet dreams? <laughs> I feel so old. Do you know this? Do you know already? Like, yeah, it I, is, I, I heard it was Sweet Valley High. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is of that. it is of my generation. So okay. it, it it was around the same time as Sweet Valley High, but whereas Sweet Valley High was more of like like a soap opera type yeah. series, Sweet Dreams was standalone most of the time. And they were mostly focused on relationships. But now that I think about it, they didn't always end happily. Just most of them did. So it's like a teenage version of a kind of Mills and Boone type category. That's pretty cute. It's something that we don't really have now, which don't I Don't you feel like it. that would totally be amazing now in today's market yeah. though, like a series? But I think um, platforms like Wattpad kind of fills that niche now Touché. and it's free. Yeah. So. Kids aren't going to pay for those books. Yeah. Um, and then when we got to Australia, my mum had obviously bought a Mills and Boone from a garage sale or something. So it was a Charlotte Lamb. So that was my first sort of sexy Mills and Boone. And one that you remember? Because do you remember the author of the first one? No, I remember nothing about the first one other than it had maybe like a pinkish orangey cover and ended with a kiss. The Charlotte Lamb I remember because there was oral sex in the car and they were they were kissing cousins. But what? Oh, yeah. okay. And I need to find like this... the Elvis Presley movie. I mean, sure, whatever. But it's like it's an actual term. Elvis Presley movie. Yeah, because he immortalized the phrase "kissing cousins." He probably made no, it up. It's, no, it's no. He nah. did not. Pretty sure he did. Pretty sure Elvis definitely made that a thing. I, I love like, that you've elevated him into. 100%. A, uh, creator of uh, literary phrases. Pulitzer Prize winner <laughs> Elvis Presley. <laughs> so anyway, I need to find this book again because I don't know if I've mushed it up with other books and I've misremembered the plot, um, but that book was very, very well read. Like after I read it, I actually went to my mom and said, mom, do you think this is an appropriate thing for me to read? And she's like, no, I think it's a bit grown up for you. And I was thinking, well, I've read it already. So. <laughs> Too late, mom. <laughs> Then she also had Clan of the Game Bears. <laughs> so I read that. Apparently that's really sexy, isn't it? I have no like, idea sexy, what that it is. It just has a lot of there's sex a, in it. Yeah, and it, there's... Clan of the Game so Bears. my mum, she had heard one of our podcasts about when I talk about this book mm. and she thought that I was reading it for history because it... <laughs> you literally like... have lied to your mother your no, no, entire I didn't life. tell her. She just didn't interfere with my reading of it because she thought that I was interested in the historical stuff but I didn't even read the book properly I just reading for the dirty parts <laughs> and you still it. like have you changed have you changed really. since you were 13 really. I don't know it was such a good book to read in secret and sneak off with because it had like she well a she was raped that's not why it's good but she basically <laughs> thanks for clarifying but, uh, she he basically like helps her get over it I guess okay I don't think it would do very well on a reread but at the time you know when you're a teenager you just have you're just in it for all the feelings isn't that like a pretty modern trope though that's yeah. in at the moment like well, you know, with the cyclical. whole like I'm gonna help you get over your traumatic experience like I feel like I've read a couple of books like that recently but I think that's Ooh. always been in the genre like Forever. but specifically rape I feel I feel like your... my my understanding of it is skewed by the fact that I read dark. Maybe romance I've just read that book. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that's the only book I can ever remember reading ever. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I can remember no. my other books. I regret that there was no Goodreads when I was young because all these like wacko books, like these bonkers books, I needed to have catalogued them yeah. properly. Yeah, I wish I documented the, especially books that I've the read. um Mills and Boons because. 
they're so far out of print that unless you have a copy, you're not actually yeah. going to reread them. I think that's the hard thing about Mills and Boone, isn't it? They're kind of transient because they stay on the shelves for like three months. I've literally, the only times I ever read Mills and Boone was like, my friends and I would all buy a different one and we would write in the margins and pass them around to each other. Oh my God, that's actually so cute. Did you have a name for that little club? No. You really shouldn't. <laughs> I had. It's like, like a movie. We don't even have it. We don't Sisterhood even of have the like Travelling Mills and Boone. What did you put in the margins? Jokes about oh. the messed up things that would that's happen mean. in these books. That's mean. Look, it was before I had discovered Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Mm. And so when I did actually discover that website, like that blog, I was like, this is my home. These are the romance readers I've been looking for. Yeah. Ones that are willing to be a bit irreverent in their love, loveful romance novels. Because we genuinely did love the books. We just also, there would be phrases like, there was one hero who was choking the chicken in the shower and we were like, <laughs> yes. Fuck. Choking the chicken. How funny was that phrase? Have you no. never heard that phrase? No. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. That's a common term. Choking the chicken. Yeah. 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 Elvis made it popular. Anyway, do you know what I feel like this? Fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I feel like this episode is about, actually? It's about me learning things. Like, right. I feel like I've never learned so much from this you is, guys. This is Gabby's gateway. Choking <laughs> the chicken. Wow. So what was the first romance novel that you read? Faking It by Jennifer Cruzy. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like that's, like, too good. Do you know what I mean? That's a yeah. high bar. Like, that's, like, a quality one. I don't think we I should have quality intros <laughs> to romance. And the thing is, because I got that because my friend in high school her and her family had gone on a holiday and her mum read romance novels. So she read this book while on holiday and then like my mate got it from her and then she really enjoyed it and she passed it around our group. And we did not write in the margins of this one Good. because it was not ours. But we wouldn't have written things like to make fun of it. We all genuinely loved it. But like that was that was kind of the point at which I was hooked and I became a bit of like a super fan of Jenny Cruzy. But like... I was already kind of priming myself for romance novels because a lot of the young adult novels I was reading were essentially romance novels, but yeah. for teenagers. Mm. Yeah, like I used to read Jacqueline Wilson and stuff, like stories about young girls, and it was just super 90s But stuff. I think it's also a, a, a little bit unfashionable to focus on romance for younger readers. Um, and I don't know whether that's just a um, pushback on uh, sort of – on girls and women growing up and I mean it was super uncool at my school to be a romance reader I distinctly well yeah but like I distinctly remember having a book that I'd recently lent it to one of my friends and I think it actually like she had it on her and for whatever reason somebody got it out of her bag or like out of her hands and they were reading out some like ridiculous sex scene and her immediate thing was to deny all like yeah all responsibility it was like it's rudy's book <laughs> but you know right. what like as much as you're I know laughing. i just i absolutely was like you bitch yeah that actually happened to me but i feel like it was one of like you're laughing and i want to have that like i want to be able to laugh when i think back but i 
feel like I was traumatized by that I experience. Was, I was absolutely yeah. horrified at the time. Like I it's was so emba- it was yeah. so embarrassing. I wanted to sink through the floor. Well, anyway, you you go well, come back to me. I want you to talk about your other one that you about faking it. Yeah. Well, I think to a certain degree you're right in that I um haven't done my time. I try to rectify that sometimes and I go back to like some of the old school really like bananas kind of books but yeah like I started with Jenny Cruzy and because I was such a fan I would go with authors that she recommended in her Yahoo groups oh my gosh I was yeah. part of that did you ever get suckered in by the little blurbs on front of books as well yes. where it was like Lisa Claypaz loves this book so I have to buy it mm-hmm. yeah and it's like the one there, there's I only one that I truly felt betrayed by and it was um, Christina Dodds. I was really underwhelmed. Oh, and I remember being like so annoyed. What was that book? That, fucked if I know. <laughs> it was just <laughs> a I Christina Dodd book. I think yeah. I've read half. I don't think I've, I don't think I've picked up a Christina Dodd book since. Mm. So what was your gateway book into romance? I think it was Until You by Judith McNaught. So I started with proper That's old so, school. That's so like classic old yeah, school. Yeah, but... The funny thing was is that I definitely wasn't allowed to read romance. Like this is this is my first romance genre. It wasn't my first books with sex scenes because then I had accidentally read Forever by Judy Bloom. like I've told you the story, where I thought I was picking up a babysitter's club. I was literally eight years old <laughs> and I opened, I got Forever by Judy Bloom, and I'm reading about how she's putting aftershave on his dick and she's called it Ralph. Like that was, <laughs> I was too young for that. I sensed it out Can a lot I of Can I say that. I was so disappointed when I saw the top names for penises and Ralph didn't even read a mention. That's actually so disappointing. I, I feel like, like Forever needs to have Our generation a... betrayed her. Uh, yeah, it was a betrayal of our so, generation. Anyway, and that wasn't even a romance because they didn't end up together. She went off to summer camp or whatever. Anyway, Until You by Judith McNaught was my first. I read it under the cover of Darkness because my sister didn't know that I'd stolen it from her. It was my sister's book and she had been introduced to romance from um, her... Like our auntie, actually. It wasn't our mum. Our mum did not read romance at all. She would never read romance. But I wasn't allowed to read them, so I snuck it from her room. And then when Danielle was buying all of these other romance novels, I still really wanted to read them, but Danielle was so protective of them that she made me wear rubber gloves. (laughs) Like she literally (laughs) – and I think because they they weren't properly printed because the ink would smudge so she was like you need to wear rubber gloves and meanwhile like I'm literally under my blanket because I shared a room with my other sister reading by the torchlight of my phone just being so swept away in these books and loving Sorry, them so much torchlight of your phone yeah my Nokia 33 <laughs> I feel so old honestly because that that was I was like that's anachronistic Oh, maybe it wasn't a phone. Maybe it was a maybe it was an actual torch. But I think so it had does she be. still have the I think book? when I was fifteen I had I definitely would read by the light of a phone. Oh, but it was yeah. like the torch light of a phone. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't have torches. I don't think they did though. I'm swear they're not anyway. I actually don't know. So does she still have the book? Like did her love for the book endure? She is like an old school romance oh. diehard. Like I don't think she would have the same thing as me. Whereas if she if I went back now, I'd be really traumatized by how much Judith McNaught hates women because I have been. <laughs> I think she just, she has, her love has stayed true the entire time. Um, she doesn't make me read her books with 
gloves now, thank God. I don't look like a total weirdo. I also am surprised that it was rubber gloves and not like little cotton gloves. No, we weren't that fancy. Why would we have cotton I gloves? Say, I, I think it would have been an availability issue. Like yeah, what gloves do we have under the sink, basically? Wear these gloves, my hands would get so sweaty in them. Like you have no idea. No, like, I that's have actually... a lot of idea. <laughs> that's my memory. That's my memory of reading these books. Really... Sweaty hands. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I loved that book. My It made my palms sweaty. <laughs> All yeah, mine too, but I was wearing gloves at the time. Oh, gosh. But Judith McNaughton, I think, was an amazing intro into the genre because she was just, I think she's just so classic. Like, you haven't read any of hers, have you, Rudy? I've read Whitney, My Love, mm. and I read it. I read the, like, the new version where it's got... They remo- she removed she, a rapey scene. The right? rape scene, uh, but, but not really. also not really. Yeah. Right. So that that is the one and only Judith McNaughton I've read. I haven't um, read any. But what? This is, yeah. Well, not any that I can remember. It's possible I read one of hers in the library. See, with her books, I, I would forget the names of the heroes and heroines of every single book that I would read, but I would remember her heroes and heroines. Like, I remember Stephen David Elliot Westmoreland <laughs> and Shedden Bromley. But wow, I like they stayed with me. So, how do you guys, like, how do you actually find new books? You know the answer. I know that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> through you. To... You tell me. Hey. I get find? mine through Twitter mostly now. Mm. It would have to be, there would have to be something that stood out so much if I were to get it from like a book list or a newsletter. And it was, it's normally at least two or three people recommending the same book that will finally push me to getting it. Although I did, um, the author of a book called grumpy fake boyfriend <laughs> emailed me and I'm like yes I really like that title I think I'm gonna read that one well because I was gonna <laughs> ask cute. like what do you actually have like a criteria or something that'll make you try a new author I've had a few conversations with different types of readers and there are some readers who are happy to read a book that is just okay like for them if the book has a happy ending um, and it wasn't boring and um, it didn't annoy them. It sounds that like me. Satisfies, <laughs> that satisfies the contract with the – like yeah. I, I paid money and it was okay and that's fine. Whereas for me, every time I pick a book, I expect it to be like the most amazing thing ever written. So I'm constantly disappointed. <laughs> that's oh actually so brutal. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had no idea that you were My like $5 that. needs now, to go all the way. Now it actually makes total sense that you're so hard to please. And so this, this makes it difficult, especially when I have author friends, mm. because sometimes I just don't want to read their books. Just because, in case. Because, I mean, the probability is I won't like it. I only remember really books that are so out there, like Nicholas, and I remember books that I really, really loved. And even books that I've given five stars to in Goodreads, I don't even remember them like a month later. I have to figure it out. So when I read a book, especially now as I'm getting older, my patience for okay books is just at an all-time low. Mm. So usually I'll be, I'll be done by like the first chapter. I always find it um, gratifying to, to hear about readers who found the genre through a book like Fifty Shades mm. because Fifty Shades, the standard of that book 
I don't mean to offend readers who love that book because we've all loved books that have not stood the test of time. So for me, because I've read many of those books and loved them, I can kind of look at Fifty Shades and go, this is a book I would have loved when I was in my teens or early 20s, yeah. but I can't read it anymore because I've read so much, so many more better books. But I, if, if that's the book that you're coming into the genre with, like there are so many good books out there that you're going to love and even some really just okay books that you're still going to love. Like mm. when you start with a low bar, <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> you just have more years of happiness it's as a true. reader. No, it's, it's really true. When I was reading Faking It, I don't know what was happening with my library, but like they're pretty fucking awesome. And they started having these little like these little bookmarks that were printed up and it would be like, if you like reading this author, you'll like yes. these authors. I loved it when libraries did that. So mine mine definitely did that. And Jenny Cruzy was on one of those lists. I don't think she was the, if you like Jennifer Cruzy, you'll like. I think she was one of the suggestions. But I used that to kind of work my way through people like Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Like those light kind of almost rom-com kind of romances that I went through like a massive phase with yeah. because that's what my library recommended I do. And I was like, fucking yeah, all right. That's so funny that you say that. with a library card. I think I my library had a really big romance section. It was actually incredible. It was five solid shelves of books. It was luxurious. But I think what you did with your library recs, I did through All About Romance. So I would go onto wow. All About Romance and look at what the reviewers were recommending were like others because they would always be like, if you like this author or if you like these tropes, oh, that was my favourite, if you liked these tropes. And then they'd have freaking lists of them. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, once I actually like had a computer and was allowed to go on the internet yeah. unsupervised. I was going to say, there was no, no internet. Oh, that was Because that was when I started to go through my the All About Romance, like, top 100 list oh my god yeah um which is where I started to actually get like a bit of a better understanding of where the genre has been and where it's going and where it is Mm. like to me it actually stuns me that you haven't read them because I just feel like you do understand the genre so well so clearly you don't need to read but also I'm the kind of nerd that would actually go back and read old school and I haven't yet no but I don't know like why haven't you are you not not interested in that it's not that do you reckon because I am all the time tempted I just remember how much I consumed in like between the ages of 14 to 18 like I just read so many books and so many of them were those like I just read Joanna Lindsay I cannot tell you how grateful I was for Johanna Lindsay's backlist. Like it was incredible. But why isn't it easy to just go back and pick up one of those books and just enjoy? Um, I think you have to, first you have to really love the genre Mm. in all its failings. In its failings and strengths. Also you have to actually really like historicals because the the old school is, it's either heavily geared towards historicals or Mills and Boone. So if you don't like either of those, you're going to struggle with old school, I feel, because I think the contemporary old schools were more like saga type books rather than pure romance that the historicals had. Even reading the historicals, you have to put aside some of your things that you wouldn't put up with in a romance that was written now. Um, So I read Julie Garwood um, only maybe in the last five to ten years. Is she problematic? Because I really was blissfully into she's her. She's actually pretty decent. She's okay. She yeah. holds she's up okay. relatively, oh, relatively well. Because I feel but, like she's not hardcore old school though. But it's that thing where I'm reading it and I'm going, I hope she doesn't mm. 
she doesn't stuff it up. Like, yeah. even though it's something that had been written in the past. The fact that we're talking about old school romance, but none of us have mentioned like proper, proper old school romance, like Kathleen E. Waterwist. Oh, oh I, yeah, I've read I've, that. Flame in the Flower. Like, if you've sure, read, I read, yeah. The- Dove one. I love that one. I hated it. I so, much. so what is it? Actually, now the, the wolf and the dove. Wolf so and the dove. Now that I know your gateway romances, mm. it's so clear to me now why sometimes I listen to you guys talk about books and I'm like, I don't even know if we're reading the same genre. But now clarify, sense. please. I just think like Rudy, despite the fact that she is well versed in the history of the genre, if you haven't grown up loving the really like indefensible historical romances it's you know really hard saying? to appreciate it can you hear what she's saying but i think you're it's not fun. a proper romance fan no i did not say that <laughs> you literally said that no, because those are the words that came no, out of your no, mind no, rudy's saying, not a romance it's, it's, what she's it's, saying is i understand why rudy's a snob yeah. no that's not what i'm saying at all you're putting words in my mouth because if i look at say people now who who came into the genre with Fifty Shades. Yeah, I have to be so careful about what they what I recommend. I would never recommend a lot of the old school romances that I loved growing up because they just wouldn't understand it. They would just not get it, mm. and they would find it boring or offensive. Or it's I think just it's, not going to be for them. I think it's interesting that we come back to Fifty Shades because I know people in my life who have kind of like I've been mocked for reading romance like my entire life in my family. It was nice that my sister also read romance, but she was never as staunchly kind of invested in it the way I was. But I have cousins who started reading around the time of Fifty Shades or started because of Fifty Shades. And I actually couldn't connect with them because they loved Fifty Shades so much. And I thought it was trash. Like it was so difficult like to just even have a discussion about romance because it was like com- we were reading completely different genres. Talk about different books. Exactly. So I could not be like, oh, but if you just read this one book that's like kind of the similar theme but it's just really, 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 really good, you'd potentially like it. And they were like, no, nothing's going to come close to Christian Grey. <laughs> but like now I that I know, like if Rudy had said, oh, I don't like Wolf in the Dove, I'd be like, oh, my God, why? Mm. But now that I know that she didn't, she didn't read that in like in her youth, in her very very youthful youth. Because yeah, she's still young. Then I can kind of understand. She's really insulting you right now. <laughs> no. You're old and you don't love romance. Gosh, this is why I kind of have a discussion with you. You're a virgin and you can't drive. <laughs> You're mean. I'm not mean. Are you ready to insult me now? No. Yes. <laughs> she's too scared. Good. I'm not even insulted. Oh, wow. But, but like that wolf it's... in the dove, right? Like, yeah. It, so that's a sentimental love for that book. Mm. Like, I don't know that I could read that book and not love it because I loved it so much as a child. That's how I feel about most of yeah. the books that I and, read. And I talked, an and my mum was the one who recommended Woodowist to me. Yeah. So there's also that, like, I feel like she's passed on Woodowist to me. Flame and the Flower didn't stand the test of time at all. I think um, it's Wolf and the Dove did. I think it's nice that you have that with your mum. Like, what was this episode going to be called? Oh, yeah, because <laughs> we need to talk about that. I I really wanted to call it not your mother's romance. Yeah, because literally, like, I've never been able to connect with my mum about the books that I read. I think the only author she's ever been truly passionate about is Bryce Courtney. <laughs> wow and i just can't i, I can't <laughs> wow. i can't I read it. the books that she likes and she tried <laughs> one time to read a book that i liked and spent a good chunk of the time afterwards being like 
it was all right but oh my god that whole like she's just trying to find good things about it so that she can like make you happy she'd be like yeah he was mom's <laughs> it was um devil's bride by stephanie lawrence and she's like but like the guy was dying and they were just looking at each other being like, oh, you're so hot. Classic, classic romance. Yes. Which it was. And I was like, yes. And what's your point? That was amazing. She, she seemed to find that weird. Oh my God. Do you know, it's funny because my mum, like the only time I've ever, ever talked about like kissing or like sex with my mum is when I was like, I think I was in year seven and she's like, you don't need to kiss boys. And I was like, Oh, okay. She's like, yeah, you don't need to do it. I was like, all right. And then that was it. That was the extent of our conversations about everything, about relationships, about anything. Kiss girls. <laughs> yeah. What a solution. Anyway, she she doesn't read romance. And I think because, listen, I'm going to bring it up again. The Bronze Horseman is a book that me and my family, me and my si- sisters all agree on. And that there's nothing that we agree on. We are all so different, but we all love those books. And so we forced my mum to read them and she actually loved them. But obviously that's like, that's the extent of it. She's never read any other type of romance, even though I think that if she actually, you know, just stopped being so busy and just sat down to read, she'd actually love romance. Because she watched a K-drama that she was really into. Well, this is the thing. I don't understand why my mum is not into romance novels because the amount of times that she made our entire family watch Pride and Prejudice <gasps> when I was is thoroughly... Is the Colin un- Firth version? Yeah. The best version. So when why I are you was, complaining? I was 10 and I could not have cared any fucking less. What do you mean? You weren't attracted to Colin Firth at the age of 10? Mm-mm. Really? Who was, was your crush at 10? A Backstreet Boy? <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, see, because I, I liked Brian B-Rock as he liked to be called. Brian. I f- is that not the... He's anyway. not the blonde one because everyone liked Nick Carter. Does he like it that way? He does like it that way. I like it that way. I'm looking him up because I've forgotten which one. You did not like this one. <laughs> of course the I did. The boring one. <laughs> of course I did. Holy shit. <laughs> but it absolutely was a rejection of the blonde one. Like yeah. I can only just, I can he was only. Blonde, no, he wasn't. Blondish. Fuck off. What's this? Blonde Light hair. brown hair. He looks pretty. And beautiful blue eyes. I think. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> oh. I loved the Backstreet Boys. I did not like Brian, though. Why? Who did you like? I can't remember their names. It was so what long ago. What is wrong with you? Lance? I actually think I liked Lance. But let That's me tell N-Sync. you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to be like, oh, maybe I liked NSYNC better. But I was definitely not one of those. Oh, I like Backstreet Boys. No, I like NSYNC. I was, I was definitely both. I liked both. And who did I like in Backstreet Boys? I liked the one who was kind of not the most famous. Maybe I did was feel that sorry. AJ? No, maybe it. I mean, there weren't that many of them, so eventually you know you'll hit I'm the right name. I'm actually scared that I've laughed at you, but maybe I also <laughs> laughed right. Because <laughs> he was the soulful vocalist. He was. Holy he shit. Was. How embarrassing. It was. It literally. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit older, so I, I have probably a better memory of this than you. But hey, to pull it back to the theme. Why? All right, you knock. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, we're having a good time. Um, fan fiction mm. is a big gateway to romance as well. Yes. So I've heard of people in 
generations where you don't have things like fanfiction.net, fanfic.net? Fan. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like write stories and kind of swap them with friends? Didn't Rudy school? used to do that? Yes. I did you used to do that? Yeah, Maybe that's where you heard the story. Probably. <laughs> with a different group of friends, but also in high school, I used to co-write fan fiction with like two other people and we had a book that we would each like pass along and you would just like pick up the story from where it was left off like can I just say when I hear about Rudy's adolescence I'm just like fuck she had an affirming positive experience like I feel like mine was full of shame and embarrassment like this is I know it's sacrilege I'm going to tell you I still have Laura Kinsale books because you know how there was the clinch that like the, the step back clinch. Mm. So there's the front cover and then there's the clinch on the inside. But then, and I was like, oh, these are the safe ones to buy. But then on the spine, they'd have the clinch. Like they'd have a picture of the image inside. The raunchy image. Exactly. I would get a black Sharpie and black them out. So there are black squares <laughs> on these Laura Kinsale books. Like I'm disgusted with myself. I remember being I was so, so full upset of when I heard, when you told me about that. I was so embarrassed, mm. and it's like here you are ha- having groups of friends writing fanfic with each other, like oh, buying Mills and Boone in this really great. Like I wish I had that. That sounds so beautiful. Going to Kmart late at night. Yes, and- <laughs> it's so cute. I used to read them at, in class with my best friend. Oh, fuck. And we'd, was I the only one that was them, alone? We'd put them into the t- you know like you get those stories where um, boys would put. Put their playboys inside a textbook. Yeah. So we'd put our mills and boons inside the textbook. They used to sell all of those things at readers' conventions. I'm pretty sure they still do. Like those... um Oh, fake books? The flor- no, they were like floral book warmers. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, like I would have loved those. But that's why I was so happy when ebooks came around because I was like, no one needs to look at my dirty books. But then... When it would get really sexy on the bus, I'd be very, like, hunched over. Like, <laughs> just don't look at my sexy book. Just having, having a time. I don't read romance on planes anymore because of that. Why? Um, I was I was reading a um, Helen K. Demon, Diamond book once, and it was a packed flight. So the guy next to me, I could see him, like, looking over my shoulder, and it was just very awkward. So can't do it. Yeah. But on the bus, I'm fine. I just wave my Mills and Boone around. I'm very proud of being a Mills and Boone reader. Yeah, I need to. I think I'm better now. But obviously, adolescence was a different story because it's adolescence. But when we're not all broody, we were like emotionally supported through their like formative years. My group of friends did oh, for God. like there was like a month where one of one of my mates was. Like, she loved Empire Records, the film. Not okay, 90s cult classic. Anyway, she loved it to the point where she printed out the script. Oh, my gosh. I think we had, like, four or five copies. And we, yeah. And so we would all have a script each. And during our lunch breaks, we would read the script and Everyone had like their part that because we would just pick up like each each day you'd just pick up where you were Fuck, left you off. You grew up in a different world, like <laughs> literally a different universe. So I was Lucas, and to this day <laughs> I was Lucas. But to this day I watch that film and I have like this overwhelming impulse to be like save the lines. Yeah, amazing. I hadn't seen it when I first started 
like doing this with these girls. <laughs> so I'd get corrected on my performance. That's um, actually so cute. It is very cute. Like you weren't shame because it was literally my friendship group that tore the book out of my bag. Aww. Like it wasn't even enemies. They were my friends and I was so embarrassed. They were reading all That's the sexy really bits and I was like, you don't understand. You can't read the sexy bits out of loud. And then I Not got to uni though. I was, exactly. But then I met you guys at uni and then I was like totally fine and just owned everything. So one, one of the things that we were going to talk about was like how do you get non-romance readers hooked on the genre? You have to like literally some of the stuff that I like. You have to ask those ground questions. You know, oh, what kind of films do you like watching? What do you think? You know, would you prefer reading something historical or contemporary? And so then... we, yeah. So the subgenre is important. Yes, but within those subgenres, I I could probably pick out two or three where it would cover maybe eighty percent of my Tell recommendations. Me. So for historical, um, it's either Mister Impossible, mm. except. I've recently um, listened to the audiobook and I think it's not going to stand the test of time for some readers. So it just depends because there's a lot of stuff that happens in Egypt and, and the hero is a bit of a snob. Yeah. And, and um, the um, colonial aspects of, of that story kind of are going to bother some people. But um, Julia Quinn has not actually failed me ever really? for a recommendation. Yeah, especially for readers who love Jane Austen, um, that one I feel like is a safe wreck. I feel generally. like, yeah, I need to go back and experience Julia Quinn again. Sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'll be like, oh, so like, what's the last book you read? And they'll tell me and I'm like, oh, okay, so you like boring, depressing books. <laughs> How about you try something that's like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit you in your feels. It's really well written, but like, it's actually joyful by the end and it's the flowers from the storm laura kinsale i, I give that to a lot say of the people same thing i give that to a lot of yeah, people that's also my rec i do recommend it but um because i personally didn't like it i find it hard like to recommend every it time generally. every time you say that you didn't like flowers from the storm i actually am filled with rage that you would even call yourself a laura kinsale i, fan. I feel yeah and yeah. you have the fabio cover there's always and you don't even like the book it's like, rude it's a collectible. Do you know what blasphemy is? Like, that's what it is to me. It's literally sacrilege. Look, I've tried. I've tried three times. The audiobook works for me, so that's good enough. That's as good as it's going to get. I thought there was something so haunting about the silence of reading a book and then having someone struggle with words. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was just so beautiful I, I, and it's wasted on I, you. I like that part. What? I just didn't like the hero generally. Like I just couldn't empathize with him. And so therefore I couldn't really get invested in it. But mm. I really love the whole. So um, I did linguistics at uni. So that mm. whole aphasia thing, just loved it. Loved it. Especially on the reread when I actually understood what, what he was struggling with. But I just didn't like him as a romance hero. <laughs> But, you know, when I read the audiobook, there's that bit where he practically, well, he basically kidnaps her in public, right? Yes. So in the book, I think that was the, the bit in the book where I was just like, I don't even know why I, I need to like this guy because he's really terrible. But in the audiobook, it was also like all the tension was there. And I was like, yes, you know, it's like so go with him, go with him. <laughs> <laughs> go with this terrible hero that you don't like. Wow. Um, and I like Maddie. Yeah, but, Maddie's beautiful with her long hair. Oh, the vowel stop. 
So has that worked for you generally? Yeah. 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 Um, In fact, there's actually, um, there's a friend from work who's reading it right now and is enjoying it. I think when I've been recommending books to people, um, it's mainly been paranormal, which is really strange. Like I think I was really into paranormal at one stage, as we all were, but I recommended Nalini Singh and that went down really, really well. Slave to Sensation? Yeah, of course. You recommended Nalini Singh to me. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. I actually think, Gabby, for all that you like talk about, that I recommend books to you, mm. like you've done an, a, a ridiculously good job, like of doing them back. Oh my god, that's so lovely. Because <laughs> when I, I think useless. about <laughs> when I think about some of the authors that I read now, definitely it comes back to talking to you about them. We're such a good pair. We are. Cat's not in this. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, cat. <laughs> Cat single, like, absolute, hands down, is the worst at recommending books to me. I've never encountered somebody that I've been such good friends with who just doesn't get me. I really understand after this gateway book discussion, I feel like I have a better handle on why I can't pick a book for you. The one that you recommended to me that I was like, fucking why would you put me through this was Summer Skin. I hated that so badly. Yeah, Yeah, DNF. You know how, Rudy, you said that I'm more literary in my book choices? Oh, no, I actually Kat definitely is. Cat's way more literary. Like, you, I'm actually surprised that you're a genre reader. Like, I really am. So I really want more Australian voices mm. in romance that actually feel like young Australians. So I think part of the appeal of Summer Skin for me, look at Rudy's, like, pulling a face down, like. She's hating it. Um, Clem Ford liked it. Wow. No. That, I mean, that doesn't. I think that says it all. It's all girl meets boy. Girl it isn't. It isn't. Them. It isn't a romance genre. Genre. Okay, so I just feel like Anna Cowan needs to. Um, She's writing. Did you I see know. Her and far out. I'm so impatient because if I could say like a historical romance for someone who wants something a little different, uh, I but totally, I don't know if she's doing historicals. Wreck. Well, I'm just saying. I totally wreck untamed. Yeah, I wrecked untamed before. What is she writing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't like Untamed. I loved Untamed. It's a tough book to get into. I I like what it tried to do. I don't like what it is, though. That's rude. I know. I'm really sorry. I don't think you've ever told me that before. I have. You. I've ignored you, it. <laughs> yelled Blacked at me. it out from you my memory. Yelled at me. Aww. But I remember um, when um, when Chachik read C.S. Pacat mm. and then she tweeted and wanted a recommendation for something that could sustain her feelings no. after reading C.S. Pacat and we kind of said there's really nothing. Nothing. Um, but then I said, why don't you try Anna Cowan? Because yeah. they're similar. Yeah, but it, it didn't quite work for her either. Mm, shit. I have recommend Captive Prince to people. Like That's the thing is, a, you have to be I careful like, with that wreck too. I feel like I recommend books to people that they just like they're not looking for wrecks. I just tell them to read it and then they don't read them. <laughs> oh yeah, you bullied me into reading Captive Prince. And look how blessed you I are. Know, I loved it. I've been trying to get some of um my friends who are definitely not in romance to be reading it. And I know that she loves fanfic, but she's just not like she's not getting to it, and it's just frustrating. Can me. Can I say, um, even that one, if I hadn't known that people loved it so much, and if I hadn't already kind of loved C.S. Cat and <laughs> wanted to love her books, I don't know that I would have 
persevered after the opening scene because it was so full on. Um, and it wasn't only until I got the hang of the book mm. that I fell in love with the series. So I feel like that series, the beginning is not a beginning that is easy to love. I think it's adequate. Is that what you're? <laughs> Shit. Oh my I god! I was going to say that I had the I had the fear of Gabby, so I just kept reading. You had to for love that. it, but I think also that something that I forget is that Captive Prince was not written to be standalone books. They were written as a web series. So, like, of course, I think that's why there would be discrepancies or kind of like not necessarily the same tension that's constantly running throughout but it's flawless i don't care what you say you're wrong about the opening scene you're wrong about everything it's perfect that's all we have time for in this episode huge thanks to our amazing audio producer rudy bremer you can find the show notes for episode 58 at bookthingo.com.au slash podcast If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe, rate and review. This helps other listeners like you find the show. In the next episode, I catch up with Filipino author Carla de Guzman, who was in Sydney for a holiday. And we talk about nipples. In the meantime, please visit us at bookthingo.com.au and have a fabulous fortnight of reading.